she goes to have this back operation, would you let the doctors guide their hands and, and take care of her back problem where she'll be relieved of that pain, Lord? And if you'll do these things for us, watch over our people, we'll be very careful to praise and honor you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was all day long, I've been thinking about the message for tonight. And uh, I love David. I love the story of David. I read behind him quite a bit in the Bible. And uh, what we need today, more than ever before, I think, is encouragers instead of people that want to discourage you all the time. I, I hear so much of people talking about how bad the situation is how bad things are. And uh, I just want to show you something. And I turn to Acts chapter 11. We'll be going there in just a minute. But uh, let me just bring up to David what I was fixing to say about David. David, and now is king, and he's sitting on his throne and uh, with his men, and he's mourning the death of Saul and Jonathan. And a runner came to give David the news that uh, Saul and Jonathan was dead. And in uh, Samuel, Second uh, Samuel, uh, chapter 1, and uh, verse 10. So I stood upon him and slew him, because I was sure that he could not live after he was fallen. And I took the crown that was upon his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I brought them hither to unto my Lord. Then David took hold on his clothes and rent them, likewise all the men that were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted and even for, for Saul and for Jonathan his son, and for the people of the Lord, and for the house of Israel, because they were fallen by the sword. And David said unto the young man that told him, When start thou? He answered, I am the son of a stranger in Amalekite. And David said unto him, How was it thou not afraid to stretch forth thy hand to destroy the Lord's anointing? And David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. And he smote him that he died. I've thought about that a lot of times reading uh, this incident. That, uh, boy, if you brought David some bad news, I would want to be the care of bad news to David. Because if you brought him bad news, he'd cut your head off. And, uh, and I think about, uh, you know, I get down. Everybody gets down. Uh, sooner or later and you just have bad days and you, it's nothing like hearing uh, just some good news every once in a while I'll never forget when Brother Now, my former pastor left uh, Temple Heights Baptist Church where I got saved and he moved to Michigan and he was up there in uh, the big church and, and just, a, just a great opportunity he thought and he got up there and got homesick and uh, he, he loved to play golf. And he went up there in the summertime. But he hadn't seen the winters. <laughs> and he come wintertime. So I got him a black golf ball and sent it to him where he could play golf in the snow. <laughs> but, but I called him. I never forget calling him and talking to him. He was sitting in his office. He said, you know what, preacher? He said, your voice is like a cool drink of water in the summertime. 
just hearing from you. And that in that thrilled me that I could be an encouragement to him at a time that he was down. And I'm telling you the truth, I'd rather be an encourager any time than to be a discourager. Now, turn with me to the book of Acts, and I want to show you some things about being an encourager. In uh, Acts chapter 11, and I'd like to begin to read in verse 19. Acts chapter 11, verse 19. Um, the last few weeks I've been using my new Bible. I'm almost through reading through, and so my old one's about to fall apart, and I started using this new one, but it's, I can't find, can't get the pages. They're so thin, I can't get them apart sometimes, and I have trouble finding it. So I'm trying to slow up where y'all can keep up with me. One of the reasons I can't trying to go slower is because I can't go any faster. In uh, Acts chapter 11, I want to begin to read in verse 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed, and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came, had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus, for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church, and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And in, those, in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great dearth throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwell in Judea, which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hands are Barnabas and Saul. Heavenly Father, I pray again, Lord, would you bless the reading. Lord, you, when you bless the Word of God, it's amazing to me what we see out of it and understand. So we ask you to do so again tonight now, in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was studying these, I was thinking about the church going through the hard times as it began, in the beginning. And the book of Acts is simply the book of the Acts our happenings of the first church are the Christians uh, after the resurrection under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, you could call the book of Acts the Acts of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. And in the book of Acts, you'll find the good times and the bad times of these new Christians. There are many encouragers in the book of Acts. 
And if you study these encouragements, we can get you an idea of what an encourager ought to be. Number one, in Acts chapter 4, verse 37, it says, Having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. An encourager, then, is one willing to give self and his possessions to get the job done. That don't mean you've got to sell your house. Now, if you've got two or three houses and you want to sell one of them and help somebody, that's great. But what it's talking about here is that they wanted to meet the people's need. When there, there's a need in the Lord's work, many people see that need and many people know of that need. But it encourages one who sees the need and knows about the need and does something about it. A discourager simply says the need is too great, uh, the cost is too high, or it just can't be done. I remember when we first started this church, uh, we had men uh, help me start this church, and we'd have meetings with them. and, And I just got to the place, I'm telling you the truth, we had some of the greatest men in this church that just, whatever you want to do, preacher, I'm ready to do it. We'll do it. Amen? And you can't beat that. I mean, somebody encouraging, let's do it. But every once in a while, you'll get one and, and you meet with them and sit down with them and tell them what it's going to cost. That's too much money. Uh, we can't get that. We can't raise that much money. We'll never be able to raise that much money out of this little congregation. Well, you don't know what the Lord's going to do. Amen? And the Lord can take care of it. And then the encourager is one, let's get it, let's do it. Amen? And just get the job done. And everybody needs an encourager that when you're going through a time of financial problems, you can be an encourager to them. Did you know every once in a while, I can look at somebody and know that they're in financial straits. They're just... (laughs) <laughs> they have that look on them that they just discourage and they don't know what to do. And when the Lord touches my heart, I want to do something about it. I go help them somehow or another. That ain't, that's good for me. Not just them. It's good for me. There's nothing like being an encourager. Number two, an encourager is one willing to stand up for those who are not ex- ex- accepted. One who is willing to give a person a chance to change. I want you to look at Acts chapter 9 with me, just a second. <clears throat> in Acts chapter 9, verse 22. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwell at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their laying awake was known to Saul. And they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and laid him down in a wall in a basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And when he was with him coming in and out at Jerusalem, and he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him. I love every time I read that story, I think about Barnabas. Saul was the one that's a major character in this story here, but Barnabas is the one that took him 
when everybody else was afraid of him because Saul persecuted the church. But now he's born again. He's changed. And they're still afraid of him. But Barnabas took him in where they wouldn't be afraid of him. Now, a lot of Christians judge others by themselves. If you're not as good a Christian as I am, uh, then you're out. Amen? Now, these disciples were willing to help Paul, and the very one that just a little while ago persecuted them. Paul had changed, and they were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and help Paul. And that's an encourager. An encourager is one who's willing to help now uh, these new converts grow in the Lord. In Acts chapter 11, verse 19 through 23, where we just read a minute ago, here's one. He is glad of their growth and not jealous of them. He points to God and not to himself. Barnabas didn't go uh, to Antioch and say, "Uh, wait a minute, don't get so excited about your salvation. He didn't say, what school did you go to or what degree do you have? Barnabas was glad and exhorted them and encourage them. You know what I like to see again? We used to see it all the time. Somebody gets saved and they get excited in the in the Bible, in the Word of God, and excited about their salvation. They want to do something. They want to teach a class or sing in the choir and and so on. You know, I like to encourage that. Amen. Somebody said, Well, they ain't got a good voice. So what? Just sing for the Lord. Amen. That's what it's all about. That's an encourager. And he encourages one who relies on the power of the Lord and not on self. In Acts chapter 11, verse 24, Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit. An encourager came from the Lord. Notice. Uh, and notice the results. And much people was added unto the Lord. An encourager is one who is willing to share the responsibilities. The Lord is, uh, the load is lighter when we're buried together. Amen? I I, I like help in the service of the Lord. I like to watch people bringing people to church. We had a board back here years ago. Families bringing families. And that thing really worked. They had a lot of families, brought families to church. And what a blessing it was to watch people. I, I tell people this all the time. The greatest thing you can do is come to church and bring a friend and have them sit beside you. There's nothing like it. There's really not. And I looked out there today and, and Michelle had her friend sitting there beside her. And now, Michelle, you can leave and I'll take your friend. She's nicer. <laughs> no way. But I just, uh, I thought about that this morning and, and seeing uh, Mrs. Harden and the uh, lady that she brought. There's nothing like bringing a friend and having and seeing them grow in the Lord. That's an encourager. And uh, an encourager is always willing to tell others of the good news. Good news is always encouraging. The gospel Jesus saves, and that the the Lord Jesus Christ shed His blood, that's the grace of God to any lost person. A lot of people want to say, there's one that you can't get saved. There's no hope for them. But you know what I found in the Bible? There is none that Jesus can't get. John 3.16 is still there. And I don't care how bad somebody gets or how discouraged we get with them in the life that they live, Jesus still loves them. 
Amen. And anybody can get saved. In David's day, what I was reading all ago, you better not bring discouragement to him. He wanted to hear some good news. Amen. And that's what an encourager is. He's a carer of good news. Me and my wife went to uh, I'm trying to think. Laramie, Wyoming. And I know we'll forget We was camping out with our kids when they were small. And Sunday morning we all got up at the campground, went and took a shower, got dressed, and we had our Bibles with us. Went down and found us a Baptist church in Laramie, Wyoming, and went in the back door and had a seat. And everybody turned around and looked at us. And not a one in that place shook hands with us. Not a one said, how you all doing? Where are you from? But then the preacher got up there and said a few words. He got his Bible and I opened my Bible and flipped the pages and they heard my Bible. And I think they never heard that before. And we left. We walked out the door and nobody said one word to us. And I'll never forget that. I mean... How discouraging is that? You go to church and nobody even say hi or anything to you, not even the preacher or anything else. It just you just there and leave. And then another time, me and my wife was on vacation out in in Utah, and it come Sunday morning, and we got up, got ready for church, went down, and we looked in the phone book, and we was looking for a church, the King James. The Bible, and it said right in the phone book, King James only. And I said, We're going there. And so we found the church was almost identical to this auditorium. And I never will forget when we drove up on the parking lot, somebody said, Hey, how y'all doing? Good to see you. Glad y'all are here today. We went in, sat down, and on the, in between each window, there was Dr. John R. Rice's picture, Dr. And all the old great preachers that I've known all of my life, and had most of them in our home. And I said to one of the men there, I said, Have you all had these men in your church to preach for you? No. But I'm trying to, the pastor said, I'm trying to teach our uh, people who to have their, as their heroes of faith. I said, that's, just, that's so good because I've had Dr. Rice in my home and, and uh, just uh, Dr. Howes and, and Dr. and Curtis Hudson and, and Brother Roloff and all these pictures down the road. I've had them in my home. You've had them in your home? You've had them to preach for you? Yeah. Would you preach for us today? <laughs> and I got to give my testimony there. Now, what a difference. You walk into one church, nobody cares if you're there or not. That's discouraging. But you walk up to another and they meet you out on the party. Hey, good to have you. Come on in. We're going to have a good time in the Lord today. That's encouraging. And there we was hundreds of miles from home and see a friend. And you know what I found out? A Christian is a Christian no matter where they're at. Amen? They love one another. And you can tell the difference. And they're encouragers. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we love you tonight as best we know how. We want to love you more. We want to be a testimony better than we are. Help us, dear God, to encourage somebody. When somebody calls with a problem, sick, or maybe just 
just going through a time of testing. Lord, help us to encourage them, uplift them as best we can. We found, Lord, in your word that we can be a blessing to somebody. Help us to do so now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.